0: This podcast comes to you from NerdsTheGeek.com. As soon as as soon as you announced that, Scott, I've just been sitting here in panic <laughs> oh, like a oh no. god! You've been
1: <laughs> sitting on that bomb work. this whole yeah. time, Zeke!
0: I didn't want to jump so, in and cut you off. So here I am. <laughs>
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Movie Mumble, your monthly movie discussion podcast, where four friends watch movies and then get together and talk about them. Uh, I'm your host Scott Murray, a man with never enough whiskey, and I'm joined by my friend Joel Lewis, a man with never enough beer. Hey, Joel.
1: It's very true. <laughs> Hello.
2: And Zeke Perez, a man with both beer and liquor today.
0: Oh, yeah, also not wrong. Hello. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Seems like we both wish we were Zeke. Um, for those of you unfamiliar, Movie Mumble is a monthly discussion podcast where we all take turns picking a movie, then watching it then talking about it. There are no rules the movie we pick can be anything at all foreign or domestic, new or old, animated or live action, a film we've seen a million times or never seen before and at the end of each episode we announce what we're watching next month so you can watch along with us the general premise here is that we get more out of these films we love when we share them with the people we love and that's certainly proven to be true many times on this podcast. We also spoil everything we watch, so if you're worried about that, please watch a film before listening to its episode. This month, Joel was our film selector, and Joel brought us Legend of the Drunken Master, alternatively, Drunken Master 2, uh, originally released in 1994, I believe, in Hong Kong action film, but not brought to the United States until 2000. Yep. Paul, do you want to walk us through how you encountered your film, why you picked it, et cetera, and plot summary?
1: Yeah. Um, so obviously the, this is a hearkening back to our very first movie mumble pick, which was Dragon Lord, which was our first Jackie Chan. And we haven't returned to him until today. It's it's episode 87, I think. So we're we're quite a bit from where we started with Jackie. I think he says, as if he doesn't know. I know exactly how many episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Having updated the queue just, just this afternoon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, Jackie was a big influence on me growing up. I think, I can't remember what I would have seen first. Probably First Strike, which I'm now thinking I need to also bring. Jackie Chan's First Strike, which is the fourth in the police story series. Um, there's also like a little tease at the end of this movie that kind of implies that Wong k who is is, or uh, what's his name? Wang Fei-Han is the name of the character, is the character that goes on to be the the Jackie in the police story movies. I didn't really realize that until this watch. Um, Yeah, like, I I saw him in First Strike. My dad said, like, you have to see this. It's the most incredible, like, fight choreography of all time. And from there, it was just, like, everything I ever saw Jackie do was in, incredible and insane. Like, saw The Rush Hours, saw Shanghai... I think Shanghai Noon was maybe the first one I saw in theaters. And with Owen Wilson, with it being a Western, it was just such an interesting meld of the stuff. And it, it he's, he's wildly entertaining and, and so athletic and so funny and so innovative. My introduction to Kung Fu was Jackie Chan. I didn't see the Bruce Lee films. I didn't see like the the later Jet Li films until later, like Jackie was my kind of in. So I had to learn about kind of like the, the, the uh, Kung Fu literature or like the, the structure of those stories, because Jackie spent his whole career kind of untangling it and kind of hybridizing it and kind of wet, not Westernizing it, but kind of making it more, Palatable, or just there's more of it. Like it's it's just he, he kind of took this genre and extended it out in all these these different directions. And it, it was, I don't know, like at most of my movies. Taste. My dad was like, "This guy's really cool," and I watched it. I was like this guy is really cool. And just learning about Jackie's his mind. Like I, I remember watching his uh, documentary about his stunt team, and he has these this room full of notebooks. And it's pages from that magazines and photos of locations and angles and just all of these ideas of like where to make Kung Fu happen. And it's just such a brilliant mind. And he does all his own stunts and he shows you the outtakes in the credits. Like it, it, it just, he's just a different kind of action star, you know? And it just, I was introduced to him really early. I, I think I saw Drunken or Legend of the Drunken Master, this one, the sequel. Um, really, it was kind of later. I think I saw Rush Hour and Shanghai Noon and, and uh, like the t- tuxedo, which I really love. That movie's really fun. Um, super Spy has like a, a, an automatronic or animatronic super tuxedo that Jackie is in. It gets to be the super spy. Um, so when I saw this, it's like, this is what he, like there's Rubble in the Bronx, which was a big yeah. one like his big crossover, but this was the, like, drunken boxing was the style that he kind of made famous. And so when I saw it, it's just like, this is a really, maybe the start of me watching his older, like more traditional style films, like period films. Um, And it was incredible. Like I, I loved what he did in it. And it was like no other Kung Fu movie I had seen because the way he performed the choreography was with this performance Uh, and it's i watched this one and then there's uh, an earlier film that was released exclusively in china for a long time like almost 15 years earlier i think it's 78 i think is when it came out really young jackie in that one it's the same character with the same dad who kind of has that like he he gets his ass kicked he has to go to a master to learn and then he comes back and he fights the guy spoiler Uh, yes that one's really good too for the original yeah. Trunken Master. Yeah, 78. And that one I ended up, I had it's funny, I bought it on iTunes thinking it was the sequel and ended up watching it by accident and really, really liking it. So that's kind of the long convoluted history of me <laughs> with Jackie Chan and trying not to say everything I want to about him because I love him so much. Um yeah, th- this is when I when it when it comes to mind the ones that I think about, like what to show people. Dragon Lord doesn't really enter the conversation. I just really like that one because it's it was it's a weird one. I don't know that anybody would go looking for that one or find that one if they were looking for Jackie Chan films. With this one, it's like Drunken Master is essential reading. Rumble in the Bronx, I think Rush Hour is really good, and then Police Story, Let's like Super Cop. Rush Hour or uh, it's a uh, Police Story Three is called Supercop. That one is, is also incredible. And then I think the other one I ha- is, is First Strike, which is the fourth in the police story series. Um, so th- this one is, is yeah, it, it bringing it, I needed a Jackie Chan. I, I needed, there's a joy to these movies. You know, like even, like it gets, it's pretty dark actually. Like the storyline, there's there's some really heavy kind of humiliation and stuff that goes on in it. But just like, there's something about it. There's a, a nobleness to the fight. And there's a funness to the alcoholism. <laughs> and it's just, it's a really, they really jam pack a whole lot into this film. It's its very, there's a lot of Kung Fu. And it's a lot of guys doing a lot of different stuff. And it's just, it's a really great showcase for what Jackie does and what Jackie films are like. and And a unique style that he kind of brought out of obscurity like not, it wasn't really a, a performed style, like or, or competitive style. Like drunken boxing was a thing, and he he made up some stuff in the development of of the style and in the choreography, of course. But like, yeah, but it, it's it's just really iconic, and it's a really it, it's I think it's a, it's Jackie at his best. I think it it shows the depth of his ability as an actor, and it just he's so young and he's so quick and he's like, and it's not a whole, there's stunts in it, but it's not stunts. This is like very much, there are stunts, but this one is more like the grandness of choreography. Like the scale is kind of incredible with the the stuff that they're able to do and the quickness of it. So I should stop talking. Um, (laughs) Really curious to see what you guys thought. Zeke wasn't here for our first Kung Fu film. Also, this is our first movie mumble without Tim. So this is an interesting uh, trio dynamic. I'm really excited for. Well, Didn't want to acknowledge involved. or not acknowledge down me and down <laughs> Zeke
2: and down Tim now. So it's your turn at some point, Joel,
1: to have a life. Look, intrude. you can claw my microphone from my cold dead fingers, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> I you am know. movie to Ask for a <laughs> <I'm just> staff. <saying.
0: laughs>
2: yeah, do you want to give us your first impression Zeke?
0: sure um do <laughs> we might have to lean into the drunkenness of this um oh <laughs> funny thing joel because uh just a minute ago you talked about y- you were trying to get the other one <laughs> on itunes and then you oh the did you watch the, the first one i watched the first one i thought we were supposed to watch the first one so <laughs> I, oh, I messed no. this up <laughs> i thought i heard drunken master so i just watched drunken master i didn't know I think I missed Legend of the Drunken Master, or I was just went to the first one because also Legend of Drunken Master is Drunken Master Two. So I was like, Well, obviously we're starting with just Drunken oh, Master. Damn. So anyway, you're oh, down shoot. two people. Oh, oh God. Because Tim isn't here and I didn't watch the right movie. So <laughs> maybe we can draw some broader themes about as soon as as soon as you announced that Scott, I've just been sitting here in panic. Like, oh, no. oh god You've been sitting on that bomb whole... this whole yeah. time, Zeke. I didn't want to jump it's in so, and cut you off. Here so I right. am. Just like,
2: yeah, brought to the U.S. It's the sequel. Uh, <laughs> as soon
0: as you said ninety four, I was like, "Well, that's not me." <laughs> no. I'm out. Dude. So I like the one that I watched. Um, well, oh God! I, how do I say? Should this? we?
1: What do we? Scott, have you seen the first one? That's probably a long shot, right? <laughs> For you to have... <laughs> oh, damn. Um, no, I want to hear... Curve Let's... Should we got... I don't know what to do. Zeke, have you I seen Drunken can... Master 2?
0: No, because I thought this, I thought... Okay. Uh, okay. I, had, I had assumptions that that was a sequel, and I thought we were supposed to be doing the first one. I uh, so I just rewatched this one, which was great. And I think there's a lot we can talk about, but I'm fine with it i might not make the most sense and my favorite scenes will be very different but
1: uh i'll do my best what do you think scott like i'm i'm interested in, in this i can thing. leave too if you want. No, i don't, <laughs> you don't no, you <laughs> you're
0: stuck this Dude, is like this I said, is... lean into the
1: drunkenness and like who this knows is... what we're doing this is the lion king one and a half episode <laughs> of movie mumble <laughs> 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 Somewhere, between I look. I'm. I'm. I think we could continue. What do you think, okay. Scott? Oh yeah. Are you ready? You're you ready? Okay. The point yeah, Z, okay. Has, is always oh, that I, the discussion is the point. So, so yeah. I guess I'll, I'll do my duty and I will summarize the plot of both films. <laughs> Hell, um, yeah, let's go. The the first uh, so spoilers. Drunken oh, Master okay. one,
0: <laughs> which is not, or maybe is not the prequel? I don't know. It, it it's
1: prequelish. It's it's a cool. requel drunken master two is a requel that's nice. hashtag requel that'll give us some hi noah um, <laughs> our one listener um okay so the first it's funny because i i watched drunken master one on the last plane ride back to UG. so like it, it's it's kind of fresh in my mind so uh, it's it's kind of standard kung fu fare like it's uh jackie is kind of this prankster Juan right like what's uh, Fei Han is the name of the character he and i think in the dubbed version is Jackie actually in the in the uh, Freddy. One. <clears throat> Freddy Freddy Freddie, mm-hmm. Freddy Dragon Tiger Jackie those seem to be in in yeah. the dubbed versions those are kind of the gamut that they run um he's kind of a prankster not really obedient to his father his father's really strict and he's not supposed to do um no he hasn't learned drunken boxing in that one right he's just not supposed to fight and he ends up hitting on his cousin, and gets in a whole bunch of trouble with his like it, the the woman who becomes his stepmother in the second film. Scott, like oh. I think that's the same uh, the auntie in the first one. Zeke, I'm just okay. look, i got this. I've bridged the gap. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So he gets in trouble with his father. It's just like uh, a couple different things. And then he gets punished by being sent to Sohai, which Sohai is the drunken master. He is this, I think he's his uncle or something. He's related yeah. mm-hmm. to him. And it's to learn this style that has messed up all these other guys, like broken their backs and stuff. And it's drunken boxing. And what he does is he, he there's the uh, contract killer who, oh, Thunderleg Thunderleg, leg oh Thunderleg, yeah leg yeah hey, Thunderlegs, legs <laughs> badass fun. um and it's really interesting actually in the second one scott not that you would know this but the main villain henry i believe it is his name the foreman he has a very similar uh kicking crane style to Thunderleg in the first one it's really it was cool to see those references god damn we need to do see we'll do another <laughs> one where tim will have to have watched both and this we'll is all the talk Bond movies, John.
2: <laughs> <talking about> <laughs>
1: oh. What are we referencing? This is the Thunderball for your eyes only situation. <laughs> and Thunderball is the the superior film. I don't know if I've said that. No, Movie Rumble is getting a little little motor mouthy, and without Tim here, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so Thunderleg has been contracted to kill. Uh, freddie's father because he won't get off the land because they want to sell it right to the developers so mm-hmm. um thunderleg kicks jackie's ass like beats him to <laughs> and then he he starts to learn like i really need to get trained and i need to be able to defend myself and then uh uh so high teaches him this style and then he defeats the the villain in the end i can't remember all of the nuances of that pause on the first one zeke is there any corrections you want to put in there
0: no 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 corrections yeah
1: that nailed it okay cool all right drunken bastard two <laughs> this one it's oh this is such an interesting way for you to hear about this story is so yeah uh, um feihan is oh. uh, abroad Wait. with his father and his servant that, yeah, yeah
2: my little my dumb little joke right it's um yeah store brand alan rickman is trying to steal a large rock <laughs> So <laughs> the government's best battering ram, a serial enabler, and a man who turns alcohol into the pain of others, try to get it back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. okay. That, so that I is almost that two as much gibberish to the listeners who might have watched the film to Zeke who definitely didn't watch the film. <laughs> <laughs> Same amount of confusion. Uh, so he's abroad sh- with his father and there's the kind of the house servant getting materials. His father is a doctor. And to avoid paying the the tax on the ginseng that they had, he kind of sneaks it into the ambassador's luggage, thinking he can grab it on the train later. And then it ends up getting mixed up with this um, imperial seal, the jade imperial seal. Uh, um, and it kind of, that starts some hijinks. So Jack, or uh, um I keep looking over here because I have my notes. Feihan, that starts this whole thing where they don't have the ginseng roots, so they end up getting a bonsai root, which poisons the guy who's supposed to get the ginseng root. And it it introduced the stepmom character who is freaking amazing. Like, she is the reason to watch this movie. It's Okay, I'm going to... I watched this with Kat, and Kat said she's the star of the movie, Jackie Chan, Schmacky Chan. And I was verklempt. Because of course that's the way you would say that phrase, right? But I'd never heard it before. Because nobody has ever said Jackie Chan, Schmacky Chan. And I I refuse to accept that's anybody's reaction. She was saying it in reference to the stepmom character being superior. However, she just doesn't like Kung Fu movies. It's fine. Hi, right, Zeke. Go ahead.
0: Oh, oh no. Just, <laughs> just here to laugh at Schmacky Chan.
1: Yeah. That that's like. <laughs> Hashtag Schmacky Chan? No, please don't hashtag that. that let's not get <laughs> no traction on that. I'm actually gonna bleep it. It's just gonna say mumble. They're not gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so stepmom is kind of ha- helping him out, which is cool. Like it, it, she's his ally, but things kind of go more and more out of control. So and and uh, Fehan is is already a drunken master. Like he knows how to do drunken boxing. And he has this kind of relationship with this uh, this other character. What's his name? Oh crap! I definitely screenshotted this the way. guy at the shop. The yes, fishmager? yes. Uh, his character's name Zhang, played by Felix Wong. Uh, really good. Like they have a really cool rivalry and then friendship. Like, but like he's ex- exhibiting drunken boxing, and he ends up getting too drunk. And he pisses off the wrong people, and and the wrong people are the people who are embezzling. It, it's 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 an international artifact smuggling operation out of China. Like the ambassador the British ambassador is using his position and his relationship with the owner of the steel mill and the new forum to smuggle Chinese antiquities out of the country. And we find out this from the soldier that he interacts with when they kind of swap the ginseng and the seal. Um, and they kind of discover that. And then Hong uh, gets too drunk and gets kind of ostracized and then gets beat up and then rewelcomed into his house. And then they kind of unite with these, the steel workers and this Imperial guard or inspector um, to kind of overthrow the um, corrupt, british ambassador really convoluted there's a lot of things that happen and it's it's great like it's a really interesting story and it's 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 cool because it puts like that's something that's even central to the rush hour films right like is the the preciousness of the heritage of china and though like the like making sure that those artifacts are home for people to see I think at one point uh, uh, the, the Imperial inspector says, imagine a future where our children have to travel to other countries to see, to learn about our heritage. And that's the center of it. It's a movie about drunken boxing and there's a lot of jokes in it and there's a lot of Kung Fu and stuff, but it's, it's, that's at the center of it. And that's, I feel like that's a very central to Jackie's heart thing. Like that, that's in rush hour that there's, there's a lot of, pride national pride in his films i think and i think it comes from a really like genuine place i it's really cool zeke uh, you will now be uh quizzed on the plot of one film and scott you will be <laughs> quizzed on the- <laughs> first impressions i guess like it, should we go let's go scott and then we we zeke gave up on his because he's like wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well i the
2: the plot was kind of all over the place yeah yeah um which is fine, honestly. That's that's the nature of a lot of films of all kinds, right? The whole the excuse here is almost more to showcase Jackie and to string together a plot that allows him to do a bunch of different things. And it works. It works great because, man, the plot was bonkers. But, you know, every time Fist started flying, I stopped caring. Yeah. You know, I, for all I could have cared, they could have been on the moon. Didn't matter. Just watching him work. Watching them do their stunts, watching them do their choreography, watching the characters deliver their lines to each other and try not to laugh was just so much fun. I, you know, you, you mentioned about like like so much of what Jackie Chan does is creative and new and prop and set motion based. You know, it just I almost couldn't care less about what the excuse is to get him into
1: position as long as he gets yeah. there. Magic animatronic tuxedo. Like, I'm in. Whatever <laughs> he is, he's like, I haven't even seen Spy Next Door. He plays a, he, it's basically, he's the nanny. Like, i watch that one. Like, he, he doesn't need, give me the thinnest excuse to watch this man do anything. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, the, the set mom is the best character to watch, for sure. She has the best oh, lines. Oh, she's in incredible.
1: So that that's uh, Anita Mui, and she was a, a, a pop star, like the most famous pop star in China. And I guess she she passed away at 40, like, tragically young. I'm not sure how. But she's an incredible actress. And her performance in this is just incredible. Yeah, no, it's great. It's,
2: in so many ways, it's kind of the template for what a lot of... I don't know how to say this politely, right? But, like, sometimes foreign movies, and especially kung fu movies, get a little bit of crap for being that, like oh, the plot is completely nonsensical and pointless, and it's just an excuse to string together stunts, but, like, well, yeah. Why the hell else would you be here? Like, that's... Who cares? I, and it's not nonsensical and pointless. It is really complicated and kind of naughty, and there's a weird, like, contradictory sociopolitical <laughs> statements that keep coming up. I don't know what to make of this, plot-wise. But, um, it's just... I've spent every fight in Raptured, and every choreography moment like looking at the places and the people and the and I, yeah it was great good movie
1: <laughs> we'll go back in time to 1978 for zeke's take on the prequel <laughs>
0: yeah um also great i i had seen it before seen i think it's one that i'd seen before kind of just in passing mm-hmm. um or maybe not all the way through because i certainly remembered the training scenes and um certain fights from it. And so that was one thing that caught me this time was to go back and and watch it beginning to end. Um, whereas before, right, I was kind of in it for the Kung Fu and in it for those fights and the different moves. But this time really, I was kind of struck by how charming it was and how like good the comedy was and just how silly and fun it was. Like it's a really fun watch. Um, and I think the humor in the story was something that I didn't think of, uh, again it's just not what stuck with me um so i really enjoyed that this time and then i i I don't know like also love jackie chan rush hour also love the tuxedo um you know grew up with him and so i thought it was really cool to go and and watch this one and see a 24 year old 23 24 year old jackie chan you know back at his not his beginnings i know he had some work you know before that but you know in in this bigger movie in a fuller role and kind of see him um just rise to that right i think that's something he does in all of his movies through his moves through his charisma he just steals the sh- the show and i think that's something you get a lot with this one right you, he's like you said he's kind of mischievous and he's not really a good person he's just going around you know like being a, either a, At best, just a prankster. At worst, like just kind of a terrible person to people. Mm -hmm. Um, but you love him, like the whole way through, you're following him and you're just on his side, you know, seeing what he's getting into next. You get that kind of uh origin story scene where he gets his ass kicked, he's his pants get set on fire, he's running away from the fight, he stumbles in the sand and just falls down crying, and he just humiliated he's like i need to go train and you know there you're even more on his side and he gets up to more hijinks after that but you're still on his side the whole way through so um yeah just a good jackie chan vehicle just a fun kind of casual easy but exciting watch so uh it was the wrong one but also the right one for my heart i really liked it
1: also what a <laughs> villain like thunder leg is the ha- the hair <laughs> and the mustache and that dude like he he kills dudes with his thunder leg like it (laughs) is not a joke that yeah yeah.
0: you get a lot of fun characters in this one um you know and some with bigger roles than others but uh you know the drunken master is great thunder leg is great um there's like the henchman that Jackie Chan beats with a hammer. He's, right. he's great. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Well, there's also it, stick Mr. Stick, yeah. right? Uh-huh. The, the, uh, uh, bamboo, uh, uh, spear mat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's very, um, you know, Joel, I think you mentioned just, it, it does make you think uh, this guy has to have notebooks of where do you fight yeah. and how and when, um, because just the use of the environment for different fights, the use of props for different fights are, are always a blast in Jackie Chan movies. And, and, you know, I think especially in this one, when that's such a big feature of it, um, cause there's not sounds similar to, to either drunken master. There's not like a whole lot of plot there, but like right. there's enough to get you from point a to point B and you know, using all of those different settings along the way to showcase the kung fu is a great place to be i think and i think the other thing too to wrap up i think like i said just being really caught by the 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 comedy and the story of this one versus the kung fu made me think about all the other great kung fu comedies i love like you said like rush hours the tuxedos um kung fu hustle i would even throw you know animated ones like kung fu panda in there like there are a lot of good movies that are built to both showcase the comedy side of things and the kung fu side of things, and I really enjoy those types of movies.
1: It's funny to bring up Kung Fu Hustle, Scott, because Drunken Master 2, essentially, there's a lot in here (laughs) that Kung Fu Hustle just, like, straight-up lifted. Like, it is very... Like, the Axe Gang... This is where I learned about the axe gang. There's an axe gang scene. Zeke, I might I might pull up on YouTube and watch like we should show some of the fight sequences to both Uh of you to talk about it real quick. Because the axe gang scene should be seen. Like it is an incredible. Mm. It's huge, the scale of it, Scott. And it's it's to the comic scale of Kung Fu Hustle. And it's really wild. That I was like, I know, but I when I saw Kung Fu Hustle, I knew the Axe Gang was a thing, but I knew it from this. And it was really weird to have that reference. And it's like, hmm. oh, those guys are from the Axe Gang. This is going to be, this is, you don't f*** with those guys. Like, what do you think about that? If I pulled it up and we watched yeah. some of that sequence. Go Scott. Yeah. All right. So this is, yeah, we'll watch a couple of these. This is from under the train, which I think is an incredible fight sequence, and such an interesting idea, Scott, like to set a fight underneath a train that's a yeah. that's going to leave. So it's it's like a time crunch. And it, sorry, just look. watch.
2: <laughs> Those two fights are so great, because under the train, they're both just squatting, so they have no mobility. Yes! Yeah. There's no f***ing room! And then they're now underneath that, whatever it is, the platform, but they can stand up, but there are all these poles, so there's a new mobility restriction that's completely
1: different, even though they're still under a thing. It, it's it's insane to think like again like the the three dimension. That's the thing about Jackie is like we we took a standard shot with a bunch of moves in a field, right? Like that was kind of the standard. Like the two masters would meet. It was almost high noon, you know. And but now it's it's three dimensional where he puts the fights is incredible you don't it's unexpected places and Mm. he's using things like in the training scene. i want to show i'm going to show scott the training sequence from one we're just going to do a hybrid (laughs) thing this could be an editing nightmare for me but like there's there's things that he does that are just so creative and an opportunity for comedy and also like just environmental interaction it's so it's crazy so we won't do too many of this there's this this and one more clip. And then maybe the final fight clip. Um, now there's two, there's two more after this, <laughs> so I'll show you, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just like, because it's like, they've, they've captured them in like three or four minute chunks rather than the whole thing. So we can do them pretty quick. Um, so this is the, the ax gang sequence, but just like the, the innovative nature of, of the table thing. Cause he jumps from the second floor down to the first through a table Bursts out Baby through it, hold him. right? Yeah, he falls back into it and does this crab Roomba thing, and then these guys attack him with bamboo poles and stop his movement, and then flip him on his back like a crab. Like it, it, it's where does that come from? Like the 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 again, like it, it it's one a table defending against a, a room full of axe wielding maniacs. Hilarious. Like that's the way you would do it. Get in a wood thing and spin around, right? How do you stop that? Shove it with bamboo. That gives you a really comedic, funny moment where he's stuck. But then it's like, oh, we can now flip him on his back and he has no defense. Oh, it's become sinister. Like the the the, the tension build and release just within, I mean, that's a long fight. These are six and seven-minute long sequences. And we're just seeing some incredible. Funny choreography. That's the thing. It, it's a dance. That's what people like. Kung Fu is a like. It can be used brutally. Like, but when Jackie does it this way, it's a dance. It's Chaplin esque. The way he moves and the way he he's he's one of the best mimes. Like he he's one of the best actors of all time because he he knows he's going to be dubbed. You know, like he he English is not his first language and he's been he's been having to explain that away for the American audiences his whole career. So he learned to just do it with a look like Harrison Ford, the same way I'll do it with like, he, he just, he has a versatility to, and it's not, he's pulling faces and subtleties while also doing some of the most incredible physical movements at the same time. I don't know how you do that. He's, he's doing two things. Like John Wick is not making you laugh with his brutality. Like Keanu's doing the moves, right? But have you ever laughed or, or like he's not acting in yeah. any of those sequences. He's guying to hurt. Like Jackie gives you emotion in all of these ways. In 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 a great, I don't know. Like it, I'll stop talking. We've we've oh, seen yeah, he's we've now seen he's
2: always just yeah. the dude doing the thing, right? You know, and he he gets hurt and he's misses hits and he falls through things. you know, it's not it's not he's the action hero who must carry the entire film as a pillar of power. You know, he's just the the every man who the camera is following around, right? And so he has to put an effort. He has to come up for being the underdog. He has to get hurt. you know it's it's not a it's sort of a completely different different approach philosophically to the nature of the character right, than Mm -hmm. it is to the, you know, it's it's not just about, like, oh, he has an ego or doesn't have an ego. It's about, this is a different type of person in a similar type of story.
0: Yeah, I think one thing I noticed between those clips from 2 and and 1 is just the evolution of it, because I do think 2 does look like it's a little bit more 3D and makes the mm-hmm. most use of space. I do think that the first one does. Um, I mean, it's very innovative too and and very fun and how he fights people, but it did seem a little more contained or yeah. 2d or even like side scrollery at best where it's, yeah. you know, he's making his way through a town, but it's not right. Like in these clips from two going up and down in a place, up and down a staircase, through a roof, things like that. Um, where, And maybe, you know, it could be a lot of things. It could be just changes in his technique. It could be advances in technology from 78 to 94. Um, But in a lot of the first one, it felt a little more flat, and flat being dimension-wise, right? Like it was kind of, here's him, here's the person he's facing off with. They'll do battle a little bit. Whereas this one had multiple people, multiple levels, up and
1: down, left and right, front and back. Um, So it's cool to see how he grows. Yeah, yeah. Cool too. Like, the first one's Absolutely. very kind of one long take, one long mm-hmm. shot. You see Thunderleg kind of move. It's Yeah, it's very much the, the standard kind of in the space. Yeah. yeah.
2: There's something else that's sort of Jackie Chan-esque, I mean, but here in particular, right, is that it's not always about who's just the better one-on-one fighter. But that, I don't know how to phrase it, right? Like, I, he gets beat, but he just kind of, he keeps going because
1: he can't afford to stop doesn't want to stop yeah you see him take damage that's the other thing like you you see him diminish he gets hurt he hits his nose he like like he he'll he'll stop to react to a thing and then muscle way through or okay that for the pain forces him to okay what can i grab what's around me he's grabbing bonsai plants he's waiting for For the the officer to be ready to, so he's grabbing something else. Like the innovation comes from, I'm getting my ass kicked, man. I need something else, you know. And I also, I like also. Jackie was the first one to go. Okay, I'm gonna do two at once, three at once. Because in the other old Kung Fu movies, you'd have uh, the guys circling, but you'd take one at a time. Like that was very much the way it was shot. There's a, a gang of guys, but you're you're going one on one in a row jackie's the first to take and block two blows at once while moving into the next thing but he's also always part of an ensemble like so high in the first one is an old man doing kung fu next to him or defending him and they they court they they're there's a tag team element to it which i think is also unique it's it's the the addition of multiple opponents but also the choreography of tag team kung Fu also within that. So it's multiple attackers, multiple defenders, and their styles don't necessarily align. So how do those complement each other? And like and that's the other thing. like you have to fight somebody to that's the thing. In this one, the inspector and him had that fight underneath the train. They fought each other. so they kind of know each other's style a bit. So they're able to work together in a, in a logical, like yeah, that I just, know, I don't know, the, the, the grammar of the Kung Fu is still the same. Like these guys met, they're now allies. They have styles that can complement each other. That's how they're going to beat this huge gang. There's nothing to the nothing scale of that fight in the first one. Right. Z. Yeah.
0: I think everything's
1: pretty one-on-one, more, right? Yeah.
0: More one-on-one. I think they're, yeah. Even when he fights the henchmen, then the henchman goes and gets you know Mr. Stick, and then he comes back. And then it's one on one there in the final battle. You know, Drunken Master says, "Hey, this is all on him. He's going to take it." It is very much a one on one fight movie for the major fights. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, Scott, I cut you off.
2: Oh no, please. I, it, I just it's not like when they do fight together, it doesn't have that sudden, immediate. Like in, I guess, I guess I'll say Marvel films or others where you see characters who've like worked and trained together for you know years. There's Mm -hmm. this beautiful duality of the two of them moving as one entity, Mm -hmm. right? And we don't have that with him and the Master when they have the fight against the Axe game. Because why would It's only their second meeting. Yet, we do have, like you said, a connection that's more, not really fluid, but just more aware of each other because of
1: that fight under the train. It's noticeable,
2: but it's not (laughs) overdone.
1: The thing about the fight under the train is the number of blows. That's the cold open, right? The fight under the train is, and again, I cannot understate the brilliance of you're underneath this big, massive hunk of metal that's about to be moving. And that is like constantly attention on the fight. They are going to be leaving. So you got to resolve this quick, right? And then they leave the tracks and then you kind of forget. Oh, the train, the train, the train. And then the smoke comes in, and that's how it ends. Like how many kung fu fights end because the mist comes in? Like it, it just the the and the the amount the amount of blows that they land. They fight hand to hand underneath. Then there's a spear. Then there's a sword. Then there's like just just the versatility and just the amount of kung fu showcased within that first sequence. Yeah. Is, is dizzying. And then there's the a server. Too bad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just, it's end. There's no resolution. And then when he shows up later, Fei Hong's ready to go again. And he's like, oh, it's you. Oh, <laughs> like, like it, once they recognize who he is. Anyway, I was going to show both of us the training of the from the first one. And then I think, see, I want to show you, like, there's a, there's a dude who's got a flaming chain. And he's not even the <laughs> bot, the final bot. Like I, oh no, is. So, <laughs> this is in some ways this is the best way to have done this because I can watch you watch it. <laughs> And guess what? Guess what's the 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 form that he needs the most? It's also yeah. it's really cool in the second one, Zeke, because they don't go into like the forms. Is it uh, Mistress? I can't remember her name. Is it? I didn't I couldn't hear it. Is it Ho?
0: yeah- uh-huh.
1: the mistress ho form is one of his most powerful and if that's what he finally figures out at the end and that's how he kind of threads the needle as he has that form but it's really cool in the sequel to see all of those forms referenced that uh, listeners we just watched mm-hmm. the training sequence for the first one where we learn about the the drunken God with the big pot and plays the flute and with the 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 uh, i don't know like it's strong right leg like the you get to see kind of the forms in the style you would just, it's it's kind of like how you would buy the karate book and see the forms written out and he d- demonstrates it in the, like old kung fu style and it's crazy it's great and you see them come back later it's you know Chekhov's uh chekov's martial arts form right yeah for sure
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there uh i know you said there isn't uh you know style by style sequence in the second one is there a montage or are there any montages similar to the first one where he's like doing the sit-ups with the cups of water or or um no
1: so there's no there's no, no fall no training at all oh, okay this one doesn't have the fall in training hmm. okay which okay. is crazy Character
2: based, right it's hmm. you, know, you shouldn't have been fighting i disown you you know get out but it's not he's just good at martial arts the whole time
0: yeah okay interesting
2: you reminded me, one of you earlier, about when he fights multiple people and he actually has to fend off multiple people about If Man, if any, either of you saw that. Yeah, Man, yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Because when he fights against 10, at first they just go at him one by one, but it's almost because they don't know what to do with each other, right? Like, yeah. all the fighting at this point has been one on one. So, suddenly there are 10 of them, and they're like, well, I don't really want to get in the other guy's way. Like, do I just go over here or do I stand here? And except for a couple of moments where he has to like dodge two individual attacks in a row before dealing with a guy, it's very individualized. Until he's beat six of them, and then when there are four left, they're like, "Okay," and they all move in on, on, on him at once. And there's that beautiful moment where he holds off all four of them simultaneously, right? But but even then, you know, until that moment, he's more or less fighting people one on one. And again, there's you know, you can't. Actually, get ten people to reach one guy necessarily, right? <laughs> it's not, you know, it's it makes sense in the context, but it just with Jackie's use of props, you can widen the circle because now yeah, suddenly ten literally. Guys can reach him because they don't have to stand so close; they can just reach out with their weapons, right? And he can reach them with his big pole on his table, and it really just increases the scale
1: of everything. That's something that's crazy about the the idea of the axe game coming after you, right? And being barehanded, right? And that—that's yeah. why it's like, what do we do? Like he looks to the the officer, and he's like, "Follow me!" And he pushes a table. He's like, almost like, use the environment, bud, because we don't have weapons. They've got sharp things. We gotta, and just the idea of like, I know those were prop axes, but you gotta with all of the things like how they cut into wood, right? Like four or five come down to chop, and then the inspector yeah. kicks through. And breaks through like there's splinters and stuff flying and sharp edges like and that's a lot of folks that that reminded me of Dragon Lord Scott when they did like the rugby match and then the shuttlecock like oh the um, hacky sack soccer like mm-hmm. it, it was that level of choreography has been in his wheelhouse really early which is really interesting um I was going to show Zeke speaking of the the training mm-hmm. sequence with the the bulls I want to show Scott that I found a clip real quick. Um, just because this also shows another aspect of, of like, it, it, the, the kung fu, like, story, like, the standard, like, training, but also, like, Jackie and what he does in response to this thing. And and it's, it's clever and it's fun. Also the most brutal ab workout I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I think also there's a sequence where, like, he's moving water from pots, like, without having to slip or something. Is that or am I remembering a different one? See, that might be a different thing.
0: That might be a different one. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. Would you say that the second one is less silly? I I know there's comedy to it, but it feels like the first one is a different kind of comedy or a different kind of silliness, or I haven't I mean, seen the second not one. not seen the first but... one. I said the second <laughs> one is quite silly. So how silly okay. must no, the they're
1: both pretty <laughs> silly. Um, there, there's okay. more of a nobleness and like a center to the second one like they're, they're like mm. what ends up being the thing that like motivates everybody is like saving antiquities right like that's mm. but like mostly this is like redemption in in the first one yeah no he does the pot thing He's uh, like, this one just stressed me out so much that it's like no that's definitely one so
0: yeah <laughs> I, I thought you were saying like he had to carry a pot on like a right, gosh, slippery gosh, thing gosh yeah and then that one he he traps the old man in one of them and then <laughs> and puts the top on there and puts a boulder on it and tries to drown him doesn't work <laughs> no kidding in your face jackie chan
1: <laughs> that's where you you he needs a schmacky chan right there that's <laughs> hey we can use it now <laughs> no and that's like in terms of training montages zeke mm-hmm. and you we've seen a fair few scott i don't know like you haven't seen the Rockies like we've seen the Rockies, but like <laughs> you've seen a Rocky, like in terms of training montage, it's pretty intense. Like ab workout to fill pots with water from the ground to a, a raised ubiquitous. platform. training montage has become ubiquitous. Yeah. <laughs> like hanging by your ankles. Like, I feel like filch from freaking Harry Potter would be very approving of that <laughs> training sequence. Like used to have him hanging by their thumbs. And the idea, like, I love that he's, he's constantly trying to get out of it. You know, mm-hmm. and he keeps getting like the master just knows and he gives him smaller bowls. I, again, the coldest yeah. I've ever seen is like, okay, we'll fill the bottom or the bottom from the top now and here's smaller ones since you did it so quickly. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like cracking walnuts with his uh, thumbs, like just just really intense like brutal stuff. and like he he has to do push-ups like on his palms of his hands to the wrists like he has to get his wrists really. Strong because that's that's a lot of the the rigidity of the wrist is where the blows come from in the style and you don't you don't know any of that in the second one it all comes from the first one he it's
2: really seen. neat seeing him just not have to train like he just knows his stuff right so, yeah in a film that's I feel like that kind of went away at one point right
1: like for sure
2: like John Wick does it you know he just he knows his shit but he knew his shit in the first one too right so it's not yeah. super weird but. You know, how many other movies involve, or franchises, I should say, involve a character learning their skills and then just sort of keeping them, unless that franchise is like 20 films long, right? Right. Or like they do a prequel. Like, okay, sure. Technically, he kept them through all the rest. But yeah, I don't know, right? I mean, I guess The Karate Kid. But even then, every film, there's always something new to learn, right?
1: Something Mm, new to overcome. Some new style just or... New
2: people to fight. Yeah, right. New styles and stuff, right? Whereas with this, he just... He knows it. Done. He knows the style. He does drunken boxing. That's it. There's no... <laughs> there's no training montage. There's no more training.
1: And it's, it's it's interesting. Like, that. that's a pretty long segment of the first film. And the first film is like, I don't know, an hour 20 or something. It's pretty brief, right? So you got... It's, it's uh, closer to two, actually. Is it? It's like...
0: Yeah, it's not quite two, but it's maybe an hour
1: fifty. Gotcha. Yeah, I I keep forgetting that like his father runs this kung fu school, and the guy with the big hairy mole is like yeah. the, the like he's a really funny character. In it. Yeah, yeah. in terms of silliness, for the first one, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Silly. You were asking about silliness, like they're yeah, like yeah.
0: It just I'm seems more like over the top silly, like when he. Like, is over exaggerating that he's getting mm. off of the, you know, getting down from the, the, doing the sit ups and is like, oh, hey, I'm so tired or cracking the walnut. He was doing funny faces or just a different character. Well, then there's the scene where like I mentioned earlier, he hits the henchman with the hammer and then like get, he immediately gets like three cartoon Oh, belts that will that's yeah, right. Pop up and it's Hammerhead. very cartoonish. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of the silliness I'm talking about. Just those over exaggerated, cartoonish almost kind of actions is like or
2: is compartmentalized entirely into the stepmother
1: <laughs> yeah that's yeah and a oh, little gosh. bit the minion the minion is kind of like a, a yeah. sibling no. kind of like but yeah stepmom is like pulling faces and like she fakes <laughs> a pregnancy to get out of talking to her husband about like the fact that's the whole like the whole thing with the ginseng ends up being this thing like they have to pawn a necklace to get the money to buy the ginseng so the guy doesn't die and then mm. that ends up getting found out and it looks like he's having to borrow money to keep the the school open. Like it's all this there's a whole big plot. And the whole time, it's the stepmom who's like dancing and like trying to get Fayehan like go out of the room. I'm distracting. And then she at one point, she's like, hit me. You want to hit me and the baby inside me?" And it just like <sighs> totally. Ru- and she just for she milks it for such a lot even longer than she needs to, which you is really interesting. like she, She's has this elaborate ruse just to like manipulate her husband because he, he's just like, I don't know. He I love that character. She's so fun and so funny.
0: <laughs> That's yeah, interesting. But it's all funneled into that character.
1: At one point she gets hit and she keeps her jaw like it got hit. And she keeps <laughs> she'll deliver dialogue like this like smacked and she's she's yeah so like you said scott very compartmentalized (laughs) no less silly i think pound for pound is silly but
0: (laughs) just silliness is placed elsewhere that's good to know
1: okay zeke i have to show you okay the chain (laughs) henchman and the final boss fight and we just need to talk about boss fights in movies because these these are two of the best so the the finale of the film is in the steel mill and it, they tease this location, like, in the second or third scene, because they're kind of like, there's some civil unrest about, like, the foreman has been really abusive. They've cut overtime, made them work overnight, and then they mm. fired everybody as they were going to ship everything off. So it's this inferno, like, bad, like old, no regulations, open flame, like, really dangerous place. And some shit <laughs> goes down, and this is Sidney. <laughs> Do you see what you missed, dude? Like, he, he breathes fire. <laughs> right. And I love I miss, the
0: speed of those last couple fights, too.
2: But I missed um, ab crunch water movement time.
1: I mean, that's, yeah. let's be real here. <laughs> yeah, who's really suffers? But just to, to talk about that, like, flaming rebar poked through a stool into your face. I don't know how you orchestrate that. I don't know how you cut that. But that was the skin. Like, this time, I, like, and he gets smacked with the flaming rebar in the calf. And then you see it like it's exposed. I know that's probably makeup. But then the dude steps on it, like <laughs> falling back into the, the, the coals, which he does. And I know that sequence is in slow-mo, but it's so slow. He was on there for too long, even for slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. That's, that's a lot, man. Like, <laughs> Dwight. The office ripped it off, man. Like, I, this is where it's like Jackie did the real <laughs> shit. Rain Wilson wasn't out there on real coals, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Rain Wilson doesn't do his old studs. <laughs> You Come and find me, I will knife fight you.
2: You know, and so that's be- like we talked about before, Jackie does the same thing, right? He doesn't, he just keeps going if he has to, he outlasts.
1: And it, it was interesting watching. We we just watched the finale again um, uh, and seek for, for the first time. Like I just realized at the end of that sequence, it's the bad guy who's l- reaching for things to fight him with. Like he's mm-hmm. scrambling, trying to like have a bench and have a thing. And it just isn't working. And like that, oh, that, that fight is, is so killer. And he drinks gasoline. And that's like, the, tease, they tease what that liquid is from like, like that, first steel meal scene we know what that is and then we see jackie learn what it is and then he drinks it then he breathes fire and then he ingests it and it gets him drunk like it it, it i i love that and i love that they kind of play like the bio biology of it they're like oh he's gonna die unless he he vomits some of this up <laughs> like i like that little bit of like please don't do this at home was there like a little bit like but that sequence is just incredible. It goes from a, a dude wielding a flaming chain, and that's not even the final boss. That is that is the guy before the final boss, and the final boss is in a suit. Like I, I... anyway, Zeke. Having seen that, how are we feeling? <laughs>
0: I think it ramps it up a lot. Yeah, and I, you know, I do think, like I said, two does get more three dimensional than one was and more advanced and how it's shot and all that stuff. And it also seems like the settings, uh, are more vast, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I think in the first one, you're in this little kind of countryside village. Um, you know, you're kind of really confined to a smaller cast of characters, you know, even the, even the final fight and the big villain is Thunderleg and he's great, but you kind of see him in and out of the movie, um, you know you're just in these same few settings and i feel like the settings in the second one based on those couple of fights really open things up a lot which is cool to see
1: and it's cool to see like once the training mon- or montage right recent like you can mm. see the flute you can see the barrel you yeah. can see like and there's there's some interesting like new stuff that's introduced in the second one like drunken monkey is where he's kicking with his feet and kind of doing that orangutan thing. And then the corkscrew, the wine bottle opening uh, headbutt is just incredible. I don't know. Yeah. And the way he, in that last sequence, the way they hit each other and slide back is almost Wuxia-esque. Like, mm. everything about it's been kind of grounded. Like, there's some heightened things, but it's all practical. They're all real things, like, in, in that way. But just the way that their their blows are exaggerated at the end there like the way they glide and it, I don't know, like it, it's a really cool way to end it. It seems heightened. It seemed like yeah. like a different energy to that fight because of those elements. And my, like Jackie just runs up on the dude straight up. And you, <laughs> you see in the outtake Zeke at the end um, that he, they broke each other's nose. I don't like where oh, they, wow. they, they both came away with like bloody noses from shooting that because Jackie came so hard. Wow! Like it's just, I I love that because he doesn't, he's just running. He has no, his arms aren't out. He's just like, it's over for you, man. I don't even need my arms. Like it's, it's, you can hit me all day. The drunken master has arrived. Like it, Mm. it it was, I love that really that, that moment. So cool. Yeah. I guess we, we could we could talk about favorite scenes <laughs> now that we've seen most of some of the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Scott, did you have a, a favorite?
2: You know, I think it's the fishmonger exhibition fight. Yeah. It's just so like all it really does is reiterate that he's good at, at drunken boxing, even when sober. And just it's such a friendly little interaction. Right? Just a nice moment of characterization, but it's still so choreographed so tightly. Yeah. But it's, it's just nice and simple. It's just a moment where life happens. Like it doesn't, you know, push the plot forward rapidly or anything. It just kind of dumps extra info about the character on hand. Right? And then you're good. And it's nice. I wish more films would do that. It helps everything feel a little more fleshed out, impactful. I
0: don't know.
1: Well, it's nice too. like that guy becomes like an ally like too. like it, so often that would be the rival that becomes the villain or like the, the secondary guy. Like it was cool to see that exhibition truly be friendly. Right. Like in, in, in terms of like on, 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 uh, side. but like how it ends, I love how it ends because he grabs the fish and he's going to pay. Like, I love that because he, he, it's, it's not been about ego. It's just been a, he's truly approached it from that angle which is like that character could the character if that character had that situation in the first one which he does he, he's a f-ing dick about it like he beats the dude up and just like it's not nice so it is it, yeah a true exhibition and i love that character and i love that character's arc as a friend because and that's the other thing is like in these in, in jackie chan movies it's always an ensemble it's always his stunt team and the actors around him those guys are in in Girls like the stepmom character, like, are as adept. Like, Scott, that's one of my favorite sequences. Is we get to see stepmom do a little kung fu, and you can see oh, like yeah. she's doing that and doing the acting, and then she feigns the pregnancy right after. Like, <laughs> it's just an interest, and also like the imperial uh inspector ends up like figuring out that she's supposed to be pregnant. And also, like, had that fight with him. So it's just, like, an interesting, like, I love that, the the, the dynamics of it. But, like, the ensemble na- nature of it is that everybody around Jackie in these movies is, is as adept, you know? Like, it, it's it's so cool to see and see them showcase, right? Because he couldn't do it on his own. That was the thing. He beats the final boss. But, like, he has to have that guy on his team. He has, like, they kind of assemble, like, with the steelworkers and all of that, like, to to storm the castle at the end. But I, li- I like that aspect of it, too, that, like, he made an ally rather than an enemy early on. Yeah. Zeke, what about you? Did you have a favorite part of the first one?
0: Yeah, I've got two that stood out. Um First one, surprising no one, I have found a way to tie in your 2023 NBA champion Denver Nuggets. <laughs> um, because during the finals there was a story going around about uh some training that Jamal Murray's dad used to make Jamal do. Mm-hmm. And apparently when he was younger, Jamal would make or Jamal's dad would make Jamal squat and then put hot teacups on his thighs and just make oh, him Oh no way. Balance.
1: Horse and, yeah.
0: And so you just make him sit there and squat and like get his legs strong and like withstand the pain and balance with the t- hot teacups on his legs. There's also a story there from Canada and uh, he would make Jamal stay out in the cold, just shooting free throws until he hit however many consecutive before he could come back inside out of the cold. Um, but yeah, the, the, the teacup one was sticking with me through the finals. I was telling everybody was like, Oh, he's like, that's crazy. And what a crazy training thing that he had to go through. Uh, And then so I had a moment watching this where it was the Leonardo DiCaprio and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he points at the screen because there's a scene where Freddy uh, is being punished and going through some brutal training before he goes back to the drunken master. And, yeah, he's up on a a rack, basically, and he's squatting and there's hot teacups on his thighs and he's got his arms out with weights around his wrists, but then also... Um, you know, hot teacups on his arms, one on his head, and the the dojo master son or whoever is, you know, keeping the tea going. And somebody comes up and, or I think the the master does, right? The master comes in and puts.
1: Uh, Isn't the master? It's you know, someone like, like Buddy is yeah, he's yeah a servant yeah. or whatever. Yeah, comes and comes puts a block and, underneath him.
0: Yeah, so he can just sit there. But anyway, long way to say realized Jamal Murray's dad straight up took the teacup thing (laughs) from drunken master, the seventies version and made Jamal do that. So I thought that was crazy. And that was an instant favorite. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry that he had to go through that, but it turned him into the drunken master that he is. And the nuggets won a championship (laughs) because of that. So um, other favorite scene was uh, there's a scene where they, uh, where Freddie and drunken master go into town and they're gambling, they're playing the shell game, and they're outsmarting um, the, the the people running the shell game and winning money when they shouldn't be because the Drunk Master is that quick and can see where the shell is. And things go crazy, and it turns into a fight. And then uh, Freddy puts a pair of pants over a guy's like, arms and head. So his arms are straight up through the pants legs and the pants are over his head. And that's just universally funny. So that, that made me laugh and he's like flailing around and it just looks Scare like two croto. pairs of, yeah, it just looks like two pairs of pants, you know, like running through the streets and he's struggling and it's great. And it made me laugh. That's awesome.
1: I forgot about that. Moment. Great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I think it's hard to choose a favorite. Like it it's, I have a favorite moment from from two, like when when they're storming the steel mill and they're like attacking the guards. There's one of the merchants who ba- he just is swinging a a numchucks that is his like his cart. It's like the cat. It's like the final form of the cabbage guy from Avatar: Last Airbender. He's got like this numchuck. I don't. I'm. I gotta got find it to show it. Like he's literally swinging his like his market carts on this pole, like, like a nun shut, like a, a, a bamboo thing or something. And it, it it's crazy. Like I I've never seen, I didn't even notice that in any other time I've seen it this time. I was all I could think of was like, okay, if the cabbage guy really wanted some revenge, this was the cart that he would use. Um, I, I love when he, he uh, stepmom <laughs> says, "What does it mean when there's a, a skull on the bottle <laughs> of the alcohol?" And then Jackie goes, "It's good stuff," and that that's where he goes crazy on the guys. I, I um, it's hard to beat Flaming Whip guy, Flaming Chain Whip guy with the hat. Like it's very in hard Indiana to beat Jones. Yeah. Like it, and and like. I love it when he spits out the stuff like he he burps and spits and it lights on fire. And he's like, Oh, that's inside me. And then he he hiccups and then he's drunk. And then that moment where he rushes him with his chest from the first one. I like, I'm trying to think of a favorite scene from the first, like just thunder leg, his whole vibe. Like, I love that character. He's so seventies and so like specific, like, he, he's very like, he's, he's kind of a vert. Well, I don't know, a version of the the milky eyed bad guy from dragon Lord Scott. He, he has a, a similar kind of vibe. He's not as mysterious. He's not as shot <laughs> deliberately as that guy is, but like, I do like Thunderleg's just like whole attitude. And like, he's a, he's a, a, a good villain in that he's a good heavy. What Thanks a for
0: rounding man. out the,
1: yeah. <laughs> Thanks for
0: <laughs> rounding out one and two and, Helping us through both of them. <laughs> this,
1: this episode is—I'm uh, I'm Spider-Man holding the subway back <laughs> with <laughs> just like holding it together. Like. One I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm curious to see which one Tim watched. Like, we'll I have really to hope ask you watch it. the one, that one I watched. That well, because be then it that... Grace. Then that would have been cool, like because then we could have gone back yeah. and forth. <laughs> that have been fun. <laughs> this has been fun, but yeah. stressful. And then <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is listenable. I don't know if any of our episodes have been listenable <laughs> to anybody but me. But that's okay. <laughs> should, is, is it time? Should we? It's should it's we stop time. the bleeding, Scott?
2: <laughs> no, I mean I, I think it's time to make another hit. I mean, <laughs> like <laughs> incredible content. It's
1: hey Jude, number two. Spaces. Let's go. <laughs> We're gonna do the white album again. Nah, maybe not. That's that's let's not call it that. Beige? Maybe beige. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's time for my favorite segment. I'm gonna put it right here. It is it is time for another <laughs> situational movie recommendations. Recommendation. No clap this time. Situational movie recommendations. Uh I guess like the favorite. Final boss in a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a good one.
1: I need to think. Yeah, for sure. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of thinking. I. I really like the Um Bak movies. The first the movie one is really films, good. I haven't seen those. Yeah, we. I. Yeah. I'll need to bring them at some point. But the 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 final boss, just the whole final sequence of that film is like three or four. Boss fights and it's incredible. Like Tony Jaw is an incredible physical like performer, like an incredible martial artist, and just does does stuff. And he's is, is creative in the same way Jackie is, but it's a di- like he's Thai and he's doing Muay Thai, and it's just a it's a different thing. And it, it, I really like that one. Like I the Nega Scott from Scott Pilgrim <laughs> is a fun one from the movie um i mean the raid
2: for kung fu yeah
1: fight movies yeah. it's
2: just agonizingly brutal and it just keeps going yeah oh Tread
1: does the same thing like Tread's also a good have both of you seen john wick 4 already no no i'm, the I'm the without parabellum.
0: God I got it. life to live, Boy. man. I watched oh, the right Kung bosses. Fu movie for one. <laughs> you could have been watching John Wick 4 and the wrong Kung Fu movie.
1: Um, Look at oh, your life. Know. Look at your choices. Uh, Is there a good one in 4? Like Yeah,
0: that's, red. It's, that's fun. And the, yeah, and there's, um, you know, he has, to, he has to climb the steps to get to the final boss. Cool. And so it's a very, like, realistic <laughs> capture of, like, making the climb to get to the final boss. So... I'll, I'll say that one
1: sweet you like four that's awesome to hear i love four four is f- <laughs> perfect that's awesome that's really cool uh i was just thinking oh expendables two so S- stallone v van damme i don't know like uh, you can love or leave those movies like they're they're i think two's the best i think three the eh, first one's okay mm-hmm. like they're 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 just interesting um <laughs> But two is is I really like because Jean Claude Van Damme plays a bad guy and he plays a bad bad man. He's so good in it and like him fighting Stallone, knife fighting, just great. It's fucking great. <laughs> at one point, at one point Van Dam goes talking to me to, f-? and it's like he doesn't even say "Are you talking?" He's just talking to me. I was like, De Niro. I've never said <laughs> De Niro in my life, but this dude, like. Van Dam just said it with his chest, like it, it's is great. And at, at one point, like they, they they, it's this boiler room. It's very similar to like I think Commando or whatever the Stallone one, where he puts it was like let off some steam or whatever that that cheesy line. It's very similar in that <laughs> way. And they're they've both got guns, and then they drop the guns, and then they they've got a knife, and they the knife has been important the whole movie, and they drop the knife, and then the knife comes back later. I don't know. Like I, I love. I love Van Damme as a bad guy, and they fucking <laughs> like, delivered at the end of that movie.
2: Mm. I'll give you an, like, an invert final boss, I guess, of um, another adaptation, but the animated film Under the Red Hood. Oh, okay. Mm.
1: Yeah. The Red Hood
2: character has been toyed with the whole time, and finally we get down to the fight at the end, and they do their fight a bit, and then Batman, like... Gets an upper hand, so the Red Hood escapes into another building, and Batman jumps in after him and just says the exact words, you yeah, it's over. And it is, because the Red Hood tries to fight. He doesn't land another blow. He doesn't land a single one. Batman just tears him apart. And it's <laughs> that reminder that, like, Batman is the final boss for every criminal in the DC <laughs> universe.
1: I fucking <laughs> love that. They did such a good job with that a- a- adaptation. That, that moment is so killer. <laughs> But he's it's not playing anymore
2: of, you know cuz he's been he's been one step ahead of that the whole time the whole film basically right and now that all the, the truth is out the mask is off and everything it's like oh you're expecting a boss fight no no i'm done with this shit you no
1: you're i'm
2: living around by the nose this whole
1: time the bat has tired of you
0: <laughs> I feel like um i'm just always gonna pick something from rocky but Drago, you know. Then I think you could even go Creed franchise. And go Drago again. Um, <laughs> go Drago again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Creed even too. Like you could go Apollo Creed for Rocky, but I feel like you go Drago. I feel like I'd go Drago, yeah. For for final, you know, like that's more final yeah, yeah, boss, yeah. like because Creed. You know, I, you get some redemption there with Rocky against Creed, but like. You can't get more redemption-y than Rocky Avenging Creed going against Drago. Like, that feels more final bossy.
1: Clubber, though, man. I I feel like... I think... I think... It's hard. Because you're right. Apollo Apollo becomes Mick at a certain point while Mick's Mm -hmm. still around, too. But, Mm -hmm. like, the is just a better movie. I think that that's the thing. Like I, I feel like yeah. it's because four is just a, a bunch of montages. It's a yeah. bunch of <laughs> I like I love four. I love where it lands. But like it's it's a robot and it's it, like Polly has yeah. a robot. That's a main plot point for some reason. He's <laughs> fed them out of their house. They'll find yeah. out when they come back for five. But like three, three was a gut check, man. Nick died. Yeah. Like that was his only dude. And he wasn't even that fond. Like that, that was, and Clubber was just such a, it, it, I don't know. Like it, it, I don't know. that. Sorry. Yeah, that's fair too. <laughs> ha- yeah, no,
0: I think you can't, ha- you can't go wrong either way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, Dra- Drago, in terms of like stature and like in, in, like, clubber didn't kill mick right He yeah. died on the podium next to him but like right. I, drago sorry spoilers everyone maybe i won't say but like, like ivan was the one who did it yeah. <laughs> caught him red gloves
0: i feel like um one more one more final boss for emotions and you know fight could have played out differently and and but talking about a build across a very important franchise in a lot of movies, Thanos, like that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's a final boss.
2: I was yeah. thinking about the Incredibles. Mm, mm-hmm. It would have to be the robot, right?
1: Yeah. Because you see uh, that thing
2: <laughs> iterate through the entire film, right? And become better and better and better. Yeah. And the family yeah. shows up
1: and yeah,
2: works great. Or Megamind. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been a oh low. It's been a minute.
2: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Presentation.
1: <laughs> well, I, okay. I, dark. Not to bring Dark Knight up every time, but like Joker on the roof with Rottweilers. Mm. I yeah. Mm-hmm. After he fought through the SWAT and the the thugs dressed as doctors and the doctors dressed as clowns. Like, in terms of, like, final boss status and then the Joker's just up there with a crowbar, a knife, and two dogs. Like... Yeah, yeah.
0: that is intimidating.
1: Great. <laughs> <laughs> right? Should make you... Uh, should protect you against cats. You got a kid bit by a dog? A big dog. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of a way that Scott could bend it into
0: something.
2: Oh no! I mean, I already did. I did the reverse boss fight.
0: The reverse. Boss. <laughs> I like that one. Do you
2: want to go philosophical? We can talk about <laughs> Walter Mitty and how, like, he has to face is that he shouldn't have been facing any of these challenges, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, it's himself his own? It's know, his that own ordinary. <laughs>
1: Right. The plight of man yeah. is the ultimate final boss. We should the waking waking life is the final boss. That movie. F- <laughs> <me>.
0: <laughs> I'll also throw in um, pick pick whatever scream movie you want because there's yeah. a lot of final boss fun there with like who is it Absolutely. and I get a good reveal and then a little double reveal and more final bosses and there's a lot
1: of fun. Finality in those. God, I have loved all of those movies. Like I yeah. love Scream unequivocally. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
2: That's a good. That was a good one, Joel. Thanks.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you both for Yeah, it was a good movies. Thank you both Please. for watching.
0: <laughs> I get
1: half a thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Z- <laughs> You, Scott.
2: <laughs> so that brings us on to next month which is me, right? It is indeed. And I have a proposition for you all, but I'll save it for when Tim is here so you all can consider it in a group. So that puts off my original plan, and then that puts off another movie because that plan has to happen before the other movie (laughs) happens. So anyway, the point is... I've got four
1: movies to look at that are just. Subscribe to biased. our Patreon for the secret cue <laughs> for Scott Murray's picks.
2: <laughs> I've got two sad war movies, a police procedural,
1: and a biopic. <laughs> That's the name of your autobiography, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've
2: got four movies. So, but uh, what, what are you all feeling? The, the at that. <laughs> anything in particular?
1: Do we get well, to choose our own adventure? Well, we we're choosing. If you
2: want. I mean, are you feeling biopic, police procedural, sad war movie, one way or the other here?
1: Uh, I, I'm, I'm leaving the way you from Memphis. Memphis Bell, Memphis Bell lot, was so. really that was a lot. Like I, Zeke yeah. didn't even sit in on that one. We haven't yeah, talked about that. Done, huh? Zeke yeah. <laughs> Zeke Zeke's slipping. He's not watching the right movies. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: watching them at all? <laughs> we're crumbly. Who knows what <laughs> I'm doing over here? <laughs> buying jerseys that's what you're doing yeah true <laughs> um i'm always down for a good police procedural but i yeah, think it yeah. also depends who the biopic is which i know that doesn't that's it's not i can't say that
1: <laughs> also fair. biopics so wide standing like it could be anybody and it's yeah. scott so it really could be anybody i don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh,
2: with the police though no i like it that's a good one so, okay. Joel, you've seen this before. We're going to watch The Naked City.
1: Oh, okay. Excellent. Yes. So, Dude, it's been a minute. Uh, what is, year is so it's that
2: it's from? 1948, <laughs> my friend. And is there a prequel or a sequel? No, nope, it's a sequel. <laughs> it's its own movie. There is apparently a TV series of some kind, mm-hmm. Naked City Season mm-hmm. 1. Mm-hmm. I don't I won't know. Do okay. that.
0: 1948, the, the Naked City. The Naked City, <laughs> 1948.
2: It looks like it's on Criterion or HBO, or I guess oh. I should call it Max now, right? Um, might be good places to start. But, you know, we've talked a lot about noir because you your existence has intersected with mine, and therefore the
1: topic of the noir has come up. <laughs> it must happen, right? But this You force of... it into the Venn diagram. Our... That's what you bring to the Venn.
2: The Naked City kind of predates noir. I don't know, there's probably someone out there who's angry I said that. Um, ooh, it's actually also all on YouTube, apparently. So maybe I'll send you a link. But I, I don't know if it literally predates noir or not. I know people talk about noir as rising from these sorts of... A particular type of written story right this kind of i don't want to say the pulps i guess but you know and then that takes us to stuff like the maltese falcon which is like as i've said before on this podcast even a prototype noir it's not even a full noir right before we kind of finally land in the genre and the naked city is in black and white and it's a mystery and it's about the police and it takes place in new york and a lot of people just kind of call it a noir but it's not it's just a police procedural That's it. The crime happens. We get introduced to the cops. They investigate. They find the guy. They solve the case. That's it. You know, the city stuff takes place during the day. It takes place at night. The city is a character, but it doesn't have the you know, the tone that noir is, right? Where everything is awash in in negativity and you know and grime. And it's not it's just it's just a movie. It just takes it's hey. I wrote a crime story. Here's my plot. Hey, that looks good. Let's film it. How about in New York? Okay, done. And they did. And that's it, right? There's no, you know, it's not to say that it's not artistic. It is. It's a movie. It's good. But it's just, it's straightforward, right? It's sort of unpretentious, I guess, right? It just is what it is. And that's why you call it, I, I love the phrase police procedural for it because mm. it's very literal. It's, yep, here's the cops. They're doing the thing. They're solving the case, right? We're not drenching it in noir. We're not dressing it up in comedy. We're not adding some other genre or tone to it. We're just watching the cops investigate, investing, right? And then on top of that, it's it's got bits that are old about it. I especially think when they introduce our two detectives, right, that feels perfectly 1940s stage play, you know, one room characters talking to each other type. Like that's when you're going to sit there and go, oh, hey, yeah, this is an old movie, right? But for the whole rest of the film, it really doesn't feel like it. It feels very modern in a lot of ways. Um, again, because it's just so matter of fact. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's a great standalone film, even if it didn't otherwise touch or interact with anything else. But it's also great as one of these building blocks or introductory pillars to so many different things that came after even when all those things that came after don't relate to each other, kind of like how you can trace music of a bunch of different genres back to jazz in one way or another, even when those modern genres seem to not sound at all like each other, right? Films like the naked city and other things of its time, just those are, those are the jazz, right? In a way. So,
1: so yeah. it's a so f- quote. Those are the jazz. Yeah. Look at Scott. <laughs> God damn.
2: Well, anyway, yeah, there you go. Uh, um, like I said, it's, it's, I got it on YouTube here. It looks like it's the whole thing, and then it should be on Max. and um, where else did I say right? Criterion. So there should be a few different ways to watch it, um, and it's in English. I actually watched Legend of the Drunken Master subtitled. So, oh, when you oh showed us those clips dubbed, some of those
1: dubs were very different. from <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, I was curious about that. It was a different experience. But, well, when you yeah, had texted is- me the Mandarin title, I was like, oh, it makes sense, Scott. I've only ever seen it dubbed. So I just I went to my. <laughs> is it
2: Mandarin list, or Cantonese? Is,
1: it might be. I, I might be Cantonese.
2: I'm not right. sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, the Naked City is just a nice, straightforward, classic American New York City movie, right? So, there you go. Yeah. I hope you'll enjoy. Meanwhile, thank you, through. Joel, for bringing us Legend of the Drunken Master. Thank you, Zeke, for bringing us The <laughs> Drunken Master. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, thank you both for joining me, as always. And thank you, listeners. Until next time, have a good night. Bye.
1: I'm drunk. Movie Mumble comes to you from nerdsthatgeek.com. Visit nerdsthatgeek.com for all things Movie Mumble. Movie Mumble is hosted by Scott Murray, Joel Lewis, Tim Gerrard, and Zeke Perez. The Movie Mumble theme song and all its variations were composed by Tim Gerard. The situational recommendation theme was composed by Joel Lewis, Scott Murray, and Tim Gerard, reluctantly. This episode of the Movie Mumble podcast was edited by Joel Lewis.